Live from the historic river market in downtown Kansas City, Missouri, from the crystal blue waters of the Missouri River, it's Two Douchebags and a Microphone Podcast. And now it's time for the Daily Douchebag Pledge. Two Douchebags and a Microphone Pledge. I, Joe, or Jane Listener, hereby promise to download every show. I, Joe, or Jane Listener, hereby promise to grab family members' phones and download the show from there. I, Joe, or Jane Listener, hereby promise to go to public computers and download the show from there. I, Joe, or Jane Listener, hereby promise to laugh at all the unfunny jokes. I, Joe, or Jane Listener, hereby promise to lie to all my friends and tell them how good the show is. And finally, I, Joe, or Jane Listener, promise to visit Montrose, Missouri to take advantage of the power plant, campgrounds, and junkyard all within its quarter-mile radius. And now, Deep Thoughts with Mark. How does a butterfly take a dump? It never stops long enough. Maybe it just sits while lofting. Maybe it shits real quick while chewing flowers. Hmm. I may never know. Our constant pursuit for a real knee slapper. It's strange insults from an alien. Real hilarity. Hello, this is Satan. You might know me from my pet name, Inflation. I'm here to tell you that there's no better way to relax than. Listen to two douchebags and microphone by a nice warm fire at night. I sit there and I reflect on all the souls I burned that day. Enjoy. everybody this is two douchebags and microphone um, just right after the championship game and the second championship game is going on and most of you probably know our beloved Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl again this will be back to back and all the naysayers Woo-hoo! all the naysayers which was plenty of them were all oh, yeah oh Kansas City offense needs an identity they have an identity crisis oh it's broken it can't be fixed Oh, yeah, it's, you know, everyone predicted well, they, death. They came out and played today. And they've they been did. playing. They played three solid games in a row to get where they're at. Yeah. And I expect yeah. them to do the same in the Super Bowl. Um, but I very poorly, um, a very poor execution on my part and very poor planning I'm actually going to be watching the first part of the Super Bowl in air coming back to Kansas City uh, from Galveston when the cruise is over the next day. So, I'm, it's going to be a first for me. 
Super Bowl in a yeah. plane on my phone will be oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. It better be a plane that offers Wi-Fi. If not, I'm fucked. Yeah, yeah, you will be. Yeah, so anyhow, that is my plan. Wait, by about the time we take off, it'd be about 10 minutes before the game. So I'm thinking about the Red River. I'm going to watch the kickoff. Oh, no, 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 no. That's oh. Houston. No, I, okay. I stand corrected. Um, about the Texas, uh, the, the Texas Statue of Liberty, Sam Houston. About the Sam, the Sam Houston statue, north of Houston, I'll be watching the kickoff. Hopefully. Right. So, anyhow. Um, let's see. Uh, well, the game Detroit and San Francisco is tied up at 24. So. Yeah, yeah. It's getting to be a pretty good game. Mm-hmm. The second half, San Francisco woke up. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? They are probably the better team. So, anyhow, um, we're very happy the Chiefs have done it again, and very happy to uh, um, piss a lot of people off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've got to start this off. we got a lot of stuff coming up in this uh, program, uh, including the start of round three of the Harry Asshole Olympics. Round four. Oh, it's round four. Round okay, four. sorry. Rob's yeah. got it. I don't. Okay, Rob is on it. I'm not. Um, okay, this is straight from Topher's desk. Um, I, called him, I called him after the game, and he had something that he wanted to convey out there. And then I watched it, because I came home um, um, right after the game was over. I got home, and I got to watch it, rewatch it, and fast-forward through all Jake from State Farm stuff. So it was great. Um, anyhow, I found out at work right before I left that the Chiefs had won. And uh, because the break room was going insane, so I kind of figured everyone's like screaming and screaming. I'm like, hmm, wonder what? No, I know what's going on. So anyhow, I was kind of relieved. And anyhow, people came out and started hugging everybody. Hey, we did it again. So anyhow, on the way home, I uh, called Topher and discussed a couple of things with him. And he has a straight from Topher's desk that he wants on this podcast. And this happened during the game. I came back. And I rewound, you know, I started the game over and started watching it. And this is early in the game. There was a holding call. And the crowd in Baltimore thought it was bullshit. So they started chanting bullshit. So all of a sudden you hear a clip. All you hear is bullshit. And you hear a clip. And you hear crowd noise, but no bullshit. That is canned crowd noise that they put in there. Because um, they don't want... Um, their announcers, you know, their commentators having to scream over the audience. And they probably kind of perfected this uh, fake audience still, maybe during COVID, because remember, they were piping in noises then. Right, right. Yeah, and, right. and Topher brought this up. And sure enough, you hear a boosh, and then you hear crowd noise, but nothing. But you could tell the clipping, <laughs> the clipping in it, it was a different crowd noise than what was going on. It was loud and crazy, but just slightly different to where you could tell when the clipping, they clipped to a pre-recorded segment, you know, of the crowd noise. That way, they didn't have to air bullshit. And Tony Romo and Jim Nance, done, they didn't have to ruin their voice. I mean, Tony Romo's voice is bad enough. So, Topher wanted everyone aware of that. It's early in the game. It's the first holding call, I believe. And, um... 
Anyhow, and it was on Baltimore, obviously. And Baltimore didn't think so. So, anyhow, there it is. So, well, thank you for bringing that to our attention, Topher. Yeah, yep, yep. I've got some other uh, straight... my um, Well, I didn't see it at first, and I probably would have missed yeah. it if he wouldn't have suggested it when I talked to him on the way home. So... Anyhow, so we're happy. Chiefs going back to the Super Bowl. Um, uh, everything is right in the Kansas City world. Um, I guess we're going to be getting some crab cakes from uh, Baltimore via um, our little trade and, uh, you know, our little bet there. So, yeah, so City Hall of Kansas City will be receiving crab cakes from Baltimore. And I wouldn't eat them. I, I would imagine they asked him up, wouldn't you think? I don't know. Oh, uh, come on. They'd ass them up. They'd yeah, ass them up. They, they had to do a little something. Too. Yeah, they're not going to let that fly. Take our team out of the Super Bowl. They're going to ass up every one of those crab cakes. So, anyhow, enjoy them, City Hall. Enjoy them, Mayor Lucas. Enjoy your assy crab cakes. So, I would like to start off with uh, something interesting here. We have been reporting we're big, big Mars fans, right? Right, right. Okay. And we've been, you know, constantly talking about the lawsuits and how we're on Mick's side, and he's got new music that's excellent out. Well, before this, Mick recorded several songs with John Karabi, the replacement singer for Vince Neil for one album, and then they had to bring Vince back because the Motley Crue self-titled album flopped. And I went to the tour, and... um, um, the Sandstone at the time, now I don't know what it is, Sandstone Theater, Amphitheater in Bonner Springs, yeah. Kansas, right. um, holds about, would you say, fifteen to 16,000, right? Roughly, yeah. Yeah, roughly. There was barely 3,000 people there. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I was in one of the suites. A friend of mine had a suite. Otherwise, I would have went down the front row because they were letting everybody come up. They're like, that. Guys, come on, come on. Everyone back there in the lawn, they're like, you know, the guys are like motioning, come on, man, just get up here. Because Motley Crue, I think, um, asked for it because that way they were kind of like, you know, everybody bunching up, it'd kind of be like a real crowd, you know. Right. So, anyhow, everybody came up, but I was in the suite, so I was like, I I ain't doing this. I'm going to stay in here and watch it. Um, Typo negative opened up. So, anyhow... um, uh, John Karabi, briefly, um, lead singer of Motley Crue. Great album. It just should have been called something else besides Motley Crue. Agreed? Right. Okay. So um, it flopped, and they had Bring Vince back. So Mick Mars recorded several songs with John Karabi for his solo album. This is quite a few years ago when he said he was going to do a solo album. And I believe it's probably been about seven or eight years since he announced he was doing a solo album. And now that he's out of Motley Crue, he can do one. So he is speaking about one particular song because he um, he expressed that he was not going to release any of the songs because he thought they were inferior quality. He said that he got duped by somebody. It wasn't John Karabi. It was somebody else. And he said it's just not good music. But there's one song. In a recent interview with Chris... Aiken Presents, Motley Crue guitarist Mick Mars was asked if any of the songs he recorded seven years ago with former Motley Crue singer John Karabi 
will eventually see the light of day. He responded as transcribed by Blabbermouth.net. They are awesome. There's uh, maybe one song, if I redid it, it's Give Me Blood, which would be perfect for, like, say, wrestling. But right now, I'm just going to kind of leave them where they are. And one day, if I decide to uh, dig them out, then uh, that's what will happen. But right now, I'm on a whole different kind of a way of thinking, I guess. Last month, Mick Mars uh, addressed Karabi's absence from the guitar, guitarist's upcoming debut so, uh, album, The Other Side of Mars, telling, uh, uh, you know what, that's good enough. So, anyhow, I, I don't think anyone really gives a shit about who, who uh, Mick Mars told it to first, do they? No, not really. Okay. Well, anyhow, there you go. Mick Mars as might, long as he said it, that's all it counts. Yeah, Mick Mars might release a song or two from that, and I'm hoping because I'm a John Karabi fan, and I was a John Karabi fan with Motley Crue's self, uh, self-titled album, but I'll be the first to admit it was not a Motley Crue album. A Motley Crue album is with Vince Neil. It's just like now with John Five. It's not Motley Crue. Um, so these um, these elements in the band are so important that it has to be those four, otherwise it's not Motley Crue. So, I'm a fan of that album, it's just I don't view it as Motley Crue, so I would love to, uh, to uh, you know, hear Mick Mars' music that he did with John Crabbe. I bet you it would be right up my alley, and I bet you it would be something that I loved. So, anyhow, um, Rob, you got something you uh, want to speak about? Uh... Well, I have Rob's Grassland Roundup. Okay, hang on. Let's uh, take us a little break, and we'll come back with your Grassland Roundup. That sound good? Yeah, it's going to be a little late, man. Okay. All right, we'll be right back with Rob Rad's Grassland Roundup, bitches. Hang tight. Next up, things overheard in hell. Dishwater has the top ten spots on Billboard Hot 100. And now, Deep Thoughts with Mark. Hmm. How do you tell when you're out of invisible ink? Huh. I may never know. Think about what's just happened. You don't know what to do. You don't know where to go. But we can tell you what you can eat. Hi all, this is Mark here. I'm usually the one telling you what to eat during an apocalypse. Well, this time I decided to go the other way. You ever consider just going to ground zero and saying fuck it? Do you really want to be the guy running around looking for radioactive deer, guessing whether water is not contaminated or not, no food, no shelter, no nothing? Oh no, there's a strong argument that says, you know what, let's just go to ground zero and see what's for us after. Just a thought. Next up, things overheard in hell. Spam with Spam Helper tonight. How yummy. When taking a shower, remember to scrub your asshole with soapy water because nobody likes a stinky asshole. Goods, canned food, and a couple of vibrating toys. It's 
when everything is coming your way, you're in the wrong line. Now we go to Rob Rad's Wrestling Roundup, the wrestling rundown for the week. Alright, we are back. Two douchebags and microphone. I'm Mark. And I am Rob. Alright, welcome back. Um, Rob, the floor is yours. Alright. Well, last night, Saturday, was the WWE's 37th, 37th annual Royal Rumble. It took place in St. Petersburg, Florida at the Tropicana Field. Mm. There was 48,044 people in attendance. Wow. Yeah, it, oh, this, this was an awesome pay-per-view. It really was. Okay. There was a lot of action, a lot of great talent, because in this one, they got to mix Raw with SmackDown with NXT. Oh, plus nice. They had a, plus, they had some other people come in from TNA and AEW. Oh, it was great, man. A lot, lot of action. Lot of action. S- sounds like whoever took over, um, you, you said who took over for Vince uh, McMahon and company. Was it his daughter or something or something like that you well, said? Uh, uh, it's actually Triple H runs it. Well, he's uh, doing a fantastic but, job, but, in my opinion. Okay. But they have, they have combined with, oh, crap, who is it? I can't remember the name, but somebody else. Mm-hmm. And so now they're really building it, really building it. So. Excellent. And they're getting a lot of talent back in and a lot of new talent, and some of this new talent is phenomenal. Good, I mean, good. They, very athletic, very, uh, just awesome, entertaining. Well, I mean, they've they've always incorporated, like, the Japanese and the Mexican or Hispanic style. Oh, yeah. You, you know, yeah. and it's always been great. The Japanese were more, like, acrobatic, and and the, uh, um, the Mexican or Hispanic uh, ones were... Um, what would you What would you say? Like uh, they're they're lucha libre. Yeah, lucha libre. Um, they're 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 just fast action packed. Yeah, yeah. Flying. They're very good in and their sequences. They put, in, they put everything into it. It's nonstop. It's fantastic to watch. So yeah, okay, that, so they're that's where you get flying off the top rope. Yes. All kinds of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. It's great. Okay, well, to kick the show off, Pat McAfee made a comeback. The old football star. Yeah, he's got a podcast that does really well. Yeah, Yeah. well, he he came back to commentate once again. Wow, okay. He's been known in the WWE to come in and commentate. He's even gotten into matches and stuff. Okay, cool. I was unaware. That's cool. Yeah. Well, the first the first match of the evening was the 30-woman Royal Rumble match. Oh. The way the match starts, 
is two people enter the ring. They start the match. Every 90 seconds, a new wrestler comes in. Oh. Every 90 seconds. Bam, bam, bam. Hunter Hearst Hemsley, does, is he in charge of the scripts and all that? Is he... Is uh, he, he is in charge of the daily operation. He is the COO. Okay, then I think he is doing a fantastic job just hearing what's going on. So go ahead. But, um, and the way you get eliminated is you have to go over the top rope. Oh, even better. And your feet and your feet hit the floor. Nice. You could go over the top rope and catch yourself on the side of the ring mm -hmm. and go back in. But if your feet hit the floor, you're eliminated. You're out. You go home. Okay. Okay, the first two to enter the women's match, Natalia, which is Bret Hart's niece. Didn't know that. Part of the Hart family. Oh, I'll be damned. And, and Naomi. Naomi just came back. She had went to TNA, and she was under the name Trinity. She is also Jimmy Uso's wife. Oh, wow. She made a comeback. Okay. And, boy, she put on a show. Cool. Uh, and then the first one in after the match started was Bailey mm -hmm. for damage control. Okay. And then as a surprise, the number 19 tantrum, Nia Jax is back. Pretty bad Nia Jax. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Great touch. Uh, in 2019, Nia Jax competed in the men's and women's Royal Rumble. Oh. In one, in one night. Wow. She is the only one to ever do That's that. That's one tough chick. Oh, she, yeah, she's she's a force to be reckoned with, trust me. She's been known to hurt people. <laughs> Sounds like it. And number 28 was Jade Cargill. Okay. She is, this was her first WWE match. She is pretty much the number one sought after female wrestler. Wow. Anybody that can sign her will. Okay. Yeah. Um, she came in, eliminated, eliminated Nia Jax, which, by the way, Nia Jax eliminated eight, eight people while she was in there. <laughs> okay, wow. Yeah, she, like I said, she's a force. She's going to get the um, title again, right? Oh, yeah, she'll be back. She'll yeah. She'll be back. Okay. And then Liv Morgan returned after her shoulder, after having shoulder, shoulder surgery. surgery. Yeah. From an injury by Rhea Ripley, the women's champion. Okay. Well, Bailey eliminated Liv Morgan for the win. Bailey was in the match one hour. Three minutes and three seconds. Rob, I got a question really quick, really quick on a different note. 
Yeah. Did you did you script this? Or are you doing this from just your memory? Actually, I sat down and watched the whole pay per view today and took notes. That's I knew it. I, I could, I could tell. Go ahead. Yeah, these are remember remember what we talked about just from watching the match. I'm telling you, it really helps you as a podcaster. It really does. Okay. Anyhow, go ahead. Sorry. And that allows Bailey. You go on to WrestleMania to face Rhea Ripley for the Women's Championship. Nice. Okay, second match of the evening. It was a fatal four-way match. Okay. It was 14-time world champion Randy Orton. He's still around? Yeah, he just came back. Okay. He had uh, uh, shoulder injuries, too. Okay. Versus AJ Styles, the phenomenal one. Yep. Versus LA Knight. Versus the Universal Heavyweight Champion, Roman Reigns, who has held the title for 1,245 days. Wow. Three and a half years. That's a long time to have a title. The thing is, all three of these other stars, Randy Orton, AJ Styles, and L.A. Knight, mm -hmm. have been taken out by the bloodline, which is Roman Reigns and his... And his crew, yeah. Family, yeah. Family, yeah, family. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because it's just their cousins. Mm -hmm. They look a lot alike, too. Yeah, yeah, they did. Uh, Solo Sokoa, one of his cousins, mm -hmm. stole the match from Randy Orton. He come in, pulled the ref out of the ring. Oh, that old game. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then he took out uh, L.A. Knight and A.J. Styles and Randy Orton, and then, yeah. It, but Roman Reigns, and that then in AJ Styles for the win and retains his title. Mm. You see, I like AJ Styles. I wouldn't mind seeing him do it. He he is becoming a lone wolf. He uh you did not see his his friends mm -hmm. tonight. He's been kinda of distancing himself. He uh he's focusing in on the title. Well, I, I would like to see him get it myself. I, I just, there's something about him that is really believable that I really like. Do you yeah, feel the same way? Me too. Okay. Okay, third match of the evening. It was Kevin Owens versus Logan Paul for the United States Championship. Okay. With Logan Paul Hope. Holds. I'm kind of unfamiliar with these two. Okay. Kevin Owens is a Canadian mm -hmm. who has wrestled all of his life. Logan Paul started out as a YouTuber. He's only been wrestling for a year and a half. Wow. And he holds a title. He keeps getting handed matches. So Kevin Owens is, yeah, he's a little upset over it. Okay. Um, official 
all the official rules. It was a submission or pinfall. Um, Kevin Owens ends up being the first person to kick out of Logan Paul's right hand punch, which his hand is made out of titanium. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So, you got to watch out for his right hand. But Kevin Owens actually kicked out of it. And then a bunch of other wrestlers come down and start messing around. Austin Theory slipped Logan Paul brass knuckles. Kevin Owens got the brass knuckles from him and hit Logan Paul with them and went for the pin, but the ref spotted the knuckles on Kevin Owens' hand, so Kevin Owens got disqualified. Oh, wow. Well, it's not the first time Logan Paul has used these brass knuckles, especially on Okay, okay. This is, yeah, kind of payback. Okay. Okay, and then the final match of the night. Uh-huh. The men's 30-man battle royal. <laughs> I should have guessed. <laughs> Winner of this match has the choice of taking on either Seth Rollins or Roman Reigns for their title at WrestleMania. Wow. Okay, Seth owns what title? Um, oh, which one is it? Uh, World World Championship. I, I forget. But okay, that's fine. Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns is the universe or the uh, oh shit see you got me a blank here <laughs> that's okay you know what people look it up <laughs> Roman Reigns is the predominant one he is the yeah, most yeah, prolific yeah. They, and they the longest titles turned it into one yeah so well to start off this match it was a shocker okay it was Jey Uso versus his brother Jimmy Uso Oh. Which Jey Uso has left the bloodline. He went to Monday Night Raw. And Jimmy Uso is still with Roman Reigns in the bloodline. They're twins. So okay. they've been kind of waiting to get their hands on each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at number 20, there was a shocker. A gentleman named Braun Breaker. Okay. Who happens to be the legendary Scott Steiner's son. I love all these bloodline stuff that they're doing. This is really cool. Dude, well, here, here, here's one note. Okay. When Braun, they, they clocked him. When Braun hit the ring, uh-huh. slid under the ropes, he uh-huh. was traveling at 23 mile an hour. Wow. Yeah, he was. You see. And he's a beast. He's a beast. You allow me to interject something here, Rob? Something that I've what? noticed? Okay. Um, the 
WWE in particular is doing something I think is incredibly genius. Okay, I'll give you an example in NFL. Christian McCaffrey is, um, I forgot his first name, so-and-so McCaffrey that played for Denver, um, his son, okay? Christian yeah. McCaffrey plays for San Francisco, very, very good player, dominant player. Patrick Mahomes, his dad was a pitcher for the Texas Rangers and a couple other teams, I forgot what, and his son grew up being a ball boy and around the stuff and is probably the best quarterback in the league. Um, so they're kind of taking that, they're taking you know, these super kids that were raised by these super athletes and letting them loose in it, which I think is a fantastic idea. Yeah, a lot of these superstars are like second and third generation. Yeah, yeah, I think this is excellent. But then you have other people like seven foot three, four hundred and twelve pound Nigerian Omas. Oh. Last time he was last year's or the last Royal Rumble he was in, it took six men to put him over the top rope. Wow. Yeah, I, him and Braun Breaker had quite a few battles during this. And then entrance number twenty two was a shocker. They announced Pat Pat McCaffrey. <laughs> so he actually got up, got in the ring, got in the ring. He's still in shape. He's still in shape. And he was well. He got in the ring, and he was being stared down by Omos and Braun Breaker. Ooh, they're ready to get the podcast guy, weren't they? <laughs> he uh, he climbed up all, up over the rope. And got on out skirts, thought about getting down, climbed back in, looked at him again, said nope, went over <laughs> the rope, hit the floor. He eliminated himself. He was in for 23 seconds. You know, that that is also oh, no, brilliant. 38, 38, 38 seconds. seconds. That's also brilliant, Rob. Pat McAfee is the hottest thing on earth right now with the Aaron Rodgers comments and him coming on his show every week and saying outlandish shit. Um, oh, and, yeah. and, and, I mean, Pat McAfee is the biggest he's ever been right now. He's got a huge podcast, and he's becoming a, quite a star. And that's a great idea to interject him into this. Right, right. Well, I, I, I read a report after this, and he said he... He was. He did not know this was going to happen. He did not know he was going to be called to the ring. Wow, that's even yeah. better. <laughs> he yeah, got up yeah, there and looked I mean, at him and was like, "Ah." Him. <laughs> no wonder he got the hell out of there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, right after he jumped out of there, Braun Breaker eliminated Omos, and as he was finishing eliminating Omos, Dominic mm -hmm. Mysterio come over. And eliminate Braun Breaker. <laughs> okay. Also, also for the first time in ten years, CM Punk made his first televised match. Oh wow! He hasn't been around for a while, has he? No, he. Uh, I think he went to AEW. Oh, AEW okay. or TNA? One okay, of the other. that's where he's been. Okay. Yeah, he's been gone for ten years from WWE. Okay. Um. Jay Uso lasted 
50 minutes and 50 seconds. Wow. It come down to CM Punk and Cody Rhodes. It was a hell of a battle. Mm-hmm. Something you should watch. CM Punk. Oh, look had, it up. CM Punk had Cody Rhodes over his shoulders and was going to give him one last go to sleep. Uh-huh. And Cody Rhodes said, or not Cody, CM Punk said, I did not wait 10 years to lose to Dusty's kids. Oh! <laughs> As he went for his finishing move, Cody countered the move and threw CM Punk out of the ring. Cody Rhodes wins the Royal Rumble. Wow. And at the end, Cody Rhodes chose Roman Reigns. He wants to finish his story. Awesome. And also, by watching all these people together, all the different matches, yep, there, there's going to be a lot more stories built out of just that one pay-per-view. All the different people now have beats and Hey, you eliminated me, you know. It's going to be a lot more matches. Lot it, more is, it is fantastic stories. writing and fantastic ideas that have led to this. Uh, they are back in yes. a big way. Good for them. All right. Let's uh, take our second break, and then we're going to totally switch gears and go to the Harry Asshole Olympics. How's that sound? Sounds good. All right. I got my boys revved up. They're all oiled, and they're ready to fucking win. All right. We'll be right back. Our constant pursuit for a real knee slapper. It's strange insults from an alien. Real hilarity. You have the personality of a soggy newspaper. Somewhere in the heavens, your great Grammy Gertrude is crying because her little Bebo is listening to this film. Hey, look, I think we found land. Oh my god, I think we're safe. Oh no, it's the island of horrible jokes. What do you call a factory that just makes okay products? A satisfactory. And now, Deep Thoughts with Mark. You know what would be really cool? If George Gray of The Price is Right was talking about a 20-ounce bag of fish sticks and actually said a 20-ounce bag of fish sticks. <laughs> yeah, that would be funny. Two douchebags and a microphone. More entertaining than a ruptured spleen. You need protection from fucktards? You have people coming and fucking with you constantly? You need answers? You need solutions? Smack, Smack in the, the nuts. nuts! That's right! Smack in the nuts is what you need! Smack in the nuts, get rid of said losers in no time flat! Smack, Smack in, in the, the nuts. nuts! Available everywhere wherever you buy self-defense items. Here are just a few testimonials from some satisfied customers. Stupid fucks that come to me. He talks stupid. 
He no let me go. Smell like sack of shit. He spit talk all over. I remember smacking balls. I use shit sack. Shit sack lie on ground. I walk off. Thank you, smacking the balls. You saved me from smelly, smelly spit. Well, I had this stupid son of a bitch come around me. Uh, he would not shut his fucking yapper for nothing. He gets up on me and he talks all stupid. And I didn't know what to do. I could not shake this motherfucker like a booger. Then I remember smacking the nuts. I pulled out old smacking the nuts. And that motherfucker went down like a sack of fucking potatoes. Thank you, smacking the nuts. You saved me once again from stupid motherfuckers. Smacking the nuts. Don't leave home without it. Two douchebags and microphone, I'm Mark. And I am Rob. All right, like okay, promised. I, yeah. I do have one other note. Oh, okay, go ahead. About the wrestling. Okay. The next pay-per-view uh-huh. will be a Elimination Chamber. It will be in Perth, Australia at the Optimus Stadium February 24th. Cool. Thank you, Rob. You're welcome. Alright. Well, shall we get to the Harry Asshole Olympics? We've been waiting a long time for this. Yeah. I'm actually kind of scared. <laughs> My boys are all oiled up and they're ready to fucking go, dude. All right. I, I brought I brought some new ones, but I brought some old ones that I have some faith in. You know what? That's fine uh, because they may win. You never know. That's a good thing about the Harry Asshole Olympics that we discussed is we have save cards. We each have a save card. We can save one, and we also have. Did we agree to two wild cards or one? I save one. Okay, one wild card that you can throw in against anybody. So if you're afraid your guy's going to lose. You can throw in your ace in the hole, whoever that might be, and go up against said guy. So, um, okay, and what this is is uh, we're estimating who has the hairier asshole, and we're pitting them off against each other. So, without any further... one band. One band. Yeah, and one band. Yep. Okay, my first one here, Captain Caveman. That's funny, because my first one is Bullwinkle. (laughs) That one might have to go to Topher. Wow. Right off the bat. (laughs) You want to send it to Topher? Yeah, I think we're going to have to. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. All right. Bullwinkle lives in a yeah ain't no way he wipes but then there ain't no way Captain Caveman wipes either no I know Shit. that's what got me I couldn't find a weakness wow. on either one this would right. be more interesting than I thought I guess you know what we had a long time to think about it and this is what we do <laughs> yeah okay the next one pig pen I got John Oates. John Oates from Holland Oates? Yes. Hmm. 
I don't remember him being that hairy. Oh, he, he had some hair. Hmm. Pigpen was really dirty and scruffy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to say Pigpen not because he's my guy, but I just think he'd be hairier. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Okay. You're right. All right. Let me uh, put it down. Mm. I'm smoking a cigar. I'm sorry. Um. All right. Next one I got. Duluth Trading Cartoon Guy. I had to bring him you back. Brought, you brought him back. I had to. I love that guy, and you loved him, too. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. And my next opponent is Tom Wopat, Luke Duke. Tom Wopat. He did have a hairy chest, didn't he? Yes, he did. The Luke trading guy is definitely hairy. I got, I, I gotta go to lose. Okay. I, I got to. Alright. Here we go. Alright. Next one up. Jerry Garcia. Bert Reynolds. Ooh. I think Bert takes that. Bert without a doubt. Yeah, I think so too. Yep. All right, Jerry Garcia, you can go back to being dead. We're sorry to bother you. My next one I'm really proud of, dude. Chris Stapleton. Oh, damn. That guy's as hairy as they come, dude. Well? I can't believe we, we left him out. My next one's Terry Bradshaw. Um, Chris Stapleton. Yeah. Although, although I do I love Harry, uh, I do love uh, Terry Bradshaw, but not against Chris Stapleton. All right? No, you're right. You're right. Chris Stapleton takes that one. Next one is Don Stark, and if you want to know who Don Stark is, you ever watch that? I know set? who he is. Okay. I know who he is. Okay. Explain. Okay, um, it's uh, that '70s show. It's Donna's dad. The guy with the horrible perm, and he used to have a, his a chest unbuttoned with chest hair poking out everywhere. Yep. That is Don Stark. Well, I have Robin Williams. Ooh. That ooh. I don't know. Okay. Robin Williams was very hairy. So was Don Stark. Yes. Hmm. Want to send that to Topher? Actually, I think I'm going to have to give it to Don Stark. All right. I think he slightly He's edges it. guy, uh -huh. he would have a harder time bending over to white. Oh, great point, Rob. Thank you. Yep. Yeah. You just solved it for me. That does it. Cool. Um, next one up. Dennis Rodman. Denver Pyle. Denver Pyle wins. Because it's kind of hard to tell if Dennis Rodman has a whole lot of asshole hair. He, he he's right. so weird he might he might wax it. 
You never know with this weird ass. Yeah. So I think mine's less provable than Denver Pile, so I'm going to have to probably go with Denver Pile. What do you think? All right. All right, Dennis Rodman, thank you for competing. Go back to being an obnoxious asshole at Ocean Manor Resort in Fort Lauderdale. And I say that because I watched him in action down there. Tool bag, in my opinion. I know you have. Yeah. I, I get, when you come up, i got to show you the pictures I have of him. <laughs> I, I, I got some pretty good ones. Though he was fucked up. He constantly walked around with a cigar, but he never yeah. lit it. The next day, there was like 10 cigars. I, I, uh, his was like a, uh, a Don Thomas or a Don Corona or something like that. It's very distinguishable guitar, or not guitar, but a cigar with a, uh, with a white band. And there's like 10 of them around the Tiki Hut. So, so he'd leave one and then grab another one and not light it. <laughs> uh, anyhow, I was afraid to touch it. I was like, oh my God, those lips have been on it. No fucking way. Yeah. All right, next one. Santa Claus. His hairy fucking ass. Well, I have up next, Zach Galifianakis. Hmm, probably Zach. Wow. You want to send it to Topher? Yeah, let's send that one or two. That is so close. I don't yeah. think I can call it. Okay, my next one. Bob Ross. I have, for some reason, this guy, everywhere I turned today, he kept jumping out at me. Okay. He, yeah, Mark Ruffalo. Where's he from? What what would he be known for? Uh give me a second. Wait a minute, maybe I'll just look him up. That's what I'm trying to do. Mark Ruffalo, let's see here. Do 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 Okay, it looks like we're going to be playing the 49ers, first thing I got. Um, okay, Mark Ruffalo. Okay, four things, 13 going on 30, now you see me, all the light we cannot see, the Avengers, Dark Waters, Begin Again. He's been in quite a few movies. Okay. He's a very hairy dude, man. And where I turned, I was seeing pictures of day, so I had to throw him back in. Okay, I'm going to go with Mark Ruffalo too, and uh, or at least that's my vote. And here's why: Bob Ross, you never he had like a lot of hair on his head, but yeah. I he never really had. He was always in that pose, you know, painting. So I can't really prove how much hair he might or might not have. So I think because it's unprovable so much that probably Mark Ruffalo, we can probably prove that he does have a lot of hair. Well, plus, Bob Ross is always sitting down painting, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's really hard to uh, yeah. Yeah, to uh, actually prove how much hair. Okay. Okay, uh, Ruffalo wins. All right. 
next one, and not when he was on his late night show, but afterwards, David Letterman. That guy is a hairy son of a bitch now. He's got a beard like down to his elbows. I know, I know. And my next one is John Morris. Hmm. I think I'm gonna I have to go ahead. Well, I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm going with Letterman at a slight edge because his beard is so I, full. I think I think you're right. His beard right. game is A plus. After the show, he definitely let himself go. Yeah, I, I mean, his beard game is A plus, and I got to give him that just because of the beard game. Yeah. All right. David Letterman it is. All right. My musician. Oh, no, no. Okay, the next one that I have is Rick Rubin. The producer for a lot of... did you pick? I went with oh, 10. Oh, was that 10? Oh, okay. I, okay. <laughs> All right, sorry. I miscounted. Okay, my, my musician is John Karabi. And he has a hell of a oh, beard game. With a, I, just, I just went with a band. Well, I mean, John Karabi can be a band. I mean, he has a band play with him. I watched him, his solo. I don't know who they are, but he has a band. So, okay. um, I, I mean, well, the band, the band I chose is Three Dog Night. Okay. Uh, maybe Three Dog Night because you got several of them that have a lot of hair against one John Karabi who has a ton of hair. What do you think? And they were, yeah, they had all that 70s going, yeah. Okay. Beards, everything, yeah, they were. Okay. All right. Um, here's, here's what I have. Captain Caveman against, um, um, who was he against? Bullwinkle. Bullwinkle, hang on, I got to write that down. Goes to Topher. Pigpen won the second. Um, who beat Duluth Trading Guy? Uh, oh no, Duluth, Duluth Trading Guy won. Tom Wopat. Yeah, uh, Duluth Trading Guy won. Okay. Yeah. Um, Jerry Garcia lost to who? Don Reynolds. Okay. Don Stark beat Robin Williams. Okay. Chris Stapleton beat Terry Bradshaw. Okay. That Galifianakis and Santa Claus is going to Topher. Okay. Denver Pyle beat Dennis Rodman. Mark Ruffalo beat Bob Ross. And okay. David Letterman beat John Morris. Okay. Okay, his name's Mark Ruffalo, is that it? Mark Ruffalo. R-U-F-F-A-L-O. Okay. And then, who beat Santa Claus? Uh, Zach Galifianakis and Santa Claus is going to Topher also. Okay. We have two going to Topher. Okay. 
And then who beat uh, Dennis Rodman? Denver Pyle, Uncle Jesse. Okay. Okay, I'll send those off to Topher a little bit later, and we'll see who uh, gets the tiebreakers. Very well, the Harry Asso right. Olympics is starting out hot and heavy already, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Fucking awesome. Um, let's see, what can we go into here? Uh, oh, St. Charles, Illinois. A deputy in the west suburbs recently delivered, uh, this is the suburbs of Chicago, if anyone doesn't know, I mean way out there. Okay, a, depu a deputy in the, in the west suburbs recently delivered a food order after the delivery driver was arrested. The King County Sheriff posted a video on Facebook showing the deputy dropping off the food at a home on Wednesday in St. Charles. Before the delivery, he had to arrest a DoorDash delivery driver he said he wanted to complete the order so no one went hungry. That's pretty neat, isn't it? Yeah. And, and here's my question, though, Rob. Did the prisoner get the tip or did the cop? The cop did the work. Yeah, that, that's a good question. Yeah, I mean, they didn't say whether they handed him money or put it up. I would, you know, if that was me, the DoorDash... I put a zero on the tip on that because that would go to the prisoner. I would hand like the cop ten bucks for being such a good guy and get my food to me. See, I think the right. cop should have got the tip because he's the one that went out of his way. He didn't have to. He could have been like, "Well, yeah, too bad. You know, we're gonna eat your sandwiches now because uh, sucks to be you, but your guy um, did something wrong and he's going to jail." So, anyhow, cool story. Um, oh, I gotta mention this really quick. Um, next next podcast, we have Valentine uh, from Jeffy X Valentine's Day cards that didn't make it. These are cards oh, that they tried, cool. they tried to introduce to the public and they failed. So that will be on the next podcast, and you do want to hear it. There are uh, really interesting uh, cards there. You could imagine, right? If Jeffy X is involved. Right. I'm surprised with his bat suit and the Sergeant Pepper outfit, he even had time to do this. You know? Right. All right, Rob, you got something you want to go to? Yeah. Um, I had the top six states that produce the most beef and cattle. Okay. Uh, coming in at number six is Kansas with 1.3 million head of cattle. Very believable. Uh, next at number five is South Dakota with 1.6 million head of cattle. Wow, I wouldn't have guessed them, but I guess there is a bunch of Not ranchers. Neither. There are a bunch of ranchers up there, so I guess so, and there's a lot of land and virtually not very many people. So, okay. Uh, Nebraska comes in at number four with 1.7 million. You see, I thought Nebraska would be number one or two because Nebraska is very famous for their beef. And there's a meat yes. packing company that sells all over the Kansas City area, and I've seen them in Denver and Oklahoma City and Dallas. Nebraska Beef Packing Company is huge. 
Uh, so anyhow, go ahead. Okay, coming in at number three is Missouri with 1.9 million. I believe it. If we quit selling our farmland off to foreign interest, we'll remain there. Yep. There is yep. a bill in the Missouri House, though. There is a bill that they introduced that it's not going to be so easy to sell your um, to sell your farm to out of out of country interests. And there should have been one all along, I think. But anyhow, go ahead. Oh yeah, me too. Okay, coming in at number two, Oklahoma with 1.9 million. You see, that surprises me there because if you get over to western and southwestern Oklahoma, you can't raise anything there. It's like sand and pretty much desert. Right, right. Yeah, I've been down to the sand dunes. Yeah. yeah the, the sand uh, dunes are really freaky rail because... Rail and four-wheelers. That's pretty crazy. Rob, did you see uh, this? Uh, they since, I think, corrected it because they X'd off their ears. But for quite a while there... There's a lot of people dying in their dune buggies because they um, had the, those old uh, strip mining pits. Yeah. And people would fly over those hills and go straight into the strip mine, and they're hundreds of feet down. And they, yeah. would, and they would die, of course, because they couldn't get out. Yeah, it, it, yeah. Yeah, that happened quite a bit. And anyhow, I think they have it all fenced off the bad areas now, but quite a few people died before they got a handle on it. So anyhow, go ahead. Yeah, uh, coming in at number one, and this is quite a jump from number two. Oklahoma had one point nine million. Mm-hmm. Texas has twelve million. You see, I can believe that because you've been to Texas, right? Yes, yes. Their ranches down there go for hundreds of miles. Some of them. Yeah, they yeah. are oh my huge. God, yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, they they are like almost their own little city. They have all these little subsidiary buildings where they help stay in. It, it it's crazy. So I can definitely believe that because our ranches in Missouri are probably what maybe three hundred acres, four hundred acres. Every now and then yeah, you get a thousand acres, yeah. but you don't get those huge ones like Texas has. So and right. they and they also like to raise their longhorn beef, which is beef. So, all right, great article there, and uh, um, I I guess it's not that far off from what I thought it would be. So, right, right. Okay, um, I've got one more little article here, and then we're uh, gonna go ahead and call it a night because we're coming up against it on sport.com sport. S-P-O-R-K-E-D. What Reese's candy you are according to your zodiac sign? Aries. Is a Reese's peanut butter snack size cup. Now, I don't know how they got these. I don't know if they did a... They didn't say anything about doing a survey. But this is what sport.com says your zodiac sign is if you were a Reese's peanut butter cup. Okay. It, it was something weird, Rob. I was like, you know what? I'm going to cover this just because it's out of nowhere. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Why not? Um, let's see. A Taurus, and not a Ford Taurus, a Reese's Creamy Buttercup. Next one, a Gemini. A Reese's Big Cup stuffed with chunks of milk chocolate, which would be my favorite. Too bad that's not a Scorpio. That would be something yeah. I would freaking love right there. That sounds great to me. Yeah. 
Leo is a Reese's pumpkin cup. I feel sorry for Leo's. I would not want to be a pumpkin cup, would you? No, no. Sorry, Leo's. I did not do this. This is Spork.com. They're the ones that said you're a Reese's pumpkin cup. I'm not saying it. I'm just delivering the bad news, guys. Yep. Virgo. Reese's Pieces. Now, that's a good one, too. Virgo got a really good one. That would be my mom. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I know she's not doing so well, but, I mean, if you have a cognizant moment, let her know. She's Reese's Pieces, according to Spork.com. Well, uh, she, she's small. Oh, there you go. I yeah. guess they hit that one right on, didn't they? Yeah. All right. A Libra is Reese's takes five, Take 5, which is a great, great, great candy bar. Have you had yes, one? Yes, it is. Okay. Uh, yeah. Scorpio, my sign. What's your sign, Rob? Pisces. Okay, that's coming up. Or oh, no, no, no. Did yeah. I do that yet? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, you're, no, no. you're a Reese's Take Five, which is great. Um, Scorpio yeah. is a Reese's Franking Cup. I have no idea what that is. Have you ever seen a Franking Cup? I'm guessing it's a Halloween version. Oh, okay, and Scorpio, okay, yeah, we're October yeah. and November, late October, okay, okay, all right, I guess so, I could agree with that. Sagittarius is a Reese's Marshmallow Top. So this is, I looked, I had time to look that one up, and it's a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup with Marshmallow Top on, on top of it. Okay. The next one, Capricorn, is Rhesus Bunnies. And I think we all know what the Rhesus Bunnies are, right? Yeah. Yeah, yep. Aquarius is Rhesus Dipped Pretzels. Okay, twisted. I, I can see that. Yep. I'm and, kidding. Uh, I'm uh, kidding. <laughs> Uh, but anyhow, the article did not print who's Reese's chocolate lovers. <laughs> so whoever I left off, you're the chocolate lovers. <laughs> I can't believe it printed off everything except the last one, and it only printed off the chocolate lovers. It didn't print off who the hell that is. So whoever I left <laughs> off, you guys are chocolate lovers. So Reese's chocolate lovers. So anyhow, there's your worthless information for today. So anyhow... Um, and the 49ers have defeated the Lions 34-31. So, so it's going to be 49ers and the Chiefs. So, uh, while I'm in air, hopefully I have Wi-Fi, I will be watching the first half of that game. And Rob will be watching it because he's smarter than me. Is going to be watching it in his own home. <laughs> so Yeah, but you're the one that gets to go on a cruise. Okay, you know what? Touche. That's worth it. Yeah, worth it. Yeah, okay. All right, you got me on that one. So, all right. Everybody, have a great night. Thank you for joining us again. I'm going to whip this podcast out really quick because this is time sensitive because of the championship games, and I want you guys to have right. it tonight. So, and then the one we recorded the other day will go after this, and I have no idea what's on there because I have a short-term memory. Or I don't have a short-term memory. I have a long-term memory. I'll remember something from 30 years ago or 10 years ago. But if it happened yesterday, I don't have a clue. So, anyhow, thank you. Have a good night.
Good night, everybody. Hey, where'd everybody go? We're the douchebags. Hmm. Oh my god, someone took a dump in the corner. Oh jeez. Ugh, glad they're gone. Let's just hope they don't come back. Oh, man, that smells. <laughs>